Welcome to the Wild 7 Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Red. Thank you for joining me. Uh, this could be a, a quick one or a long one. Uh, it's just, uh, this is all business today. No joke, uh, we just have some business. Um, let me shut this music off. Um, hello, I am Mr. Red, your host. Uh, I, I do this podcast. I hope you're a returning listener. And if you're a new listener, I have no idea why you would be listening to this one, but uh, welcome. Uh, I just have a few things to say about the current state of Wild 7 and whatnot. And I think it might help, uh, being the storyteller that I am, to talk about an anime that I quite enjoy, that I've enjoyed for many, many years, called Demonized Kyo Samurai Deeper. I don't know if we uh, spoke... I don't... We The last episode we just did was um, Anime Alley, where uh, Bobby Moss, our house DP, and Ashley Mendoza, and Alexa Morales, we all pretended that we were in an alley selling anime like drugs and it was just basically giving anime recommendations and so i don't know if i even mentioned this one and if i did i'm going to right now i'm just checking the show notes of that last show forgive me forgive my unprofessionalism but let me just see if i mentioned it because it's all in the show notes it was all put in the show notes. No, I did not talk about demonized kill. Okay. So let me just tell you the story of demonized kill. Demonized Kyo is, it starts with the Battle of Sagigahara, and there was this manslayer named Kyo, and he had like red hair, and he was like, he killed like thousands of men, and he was this samurai, and this is like in the samurai times and stuff like that. And Kyo was this fearsome warrior, um, and he had this enemy that was like a, a good guy. Uh, I forget his name. It's been so long since I saw it the last time. I think the last time I saw it was like a few years ago, just to, just to refresh and stuff. Just It's like comfort food for me, this anime. One of the many anime comfort foods I have. But um, And so uh, the Battle of Sagigahara happens and this huge explosion happens or something. And then uh, this bounty hunter woman, she's looking for the man that killed her brother, right? And so uh, she finds uh, this, this very mild-mannered medicine man. And uh, she says to him, hey, uh, somehow he turns into Kyo. Like his soul is able to go into this mild-mannered medicine man and it takes over his body. And then they become like uh, uh, travel partners because he wants to go find his original body. And... When I discovered this anime in my early 20s, um, I realized I, it spoke to me in a sense because I think much like all of us, I think the human condition, we have uh, two sides. It's like the Tao, like Uncle Lloyd says. It's like there's the good side of something and the bad side of something. And I, I responded to, to this character. And one of the things... Uh, the reasons I bring it up, bring it up, is because Kyo in the in the show he's a very like no I'm just me I it's just me I'm solo I don't need anybody, and throughout the course of the show he develops a family and he has people on his side now and he's not just this solo guy and he learns a little bit and uh, I don't want to give away the ending but it has a very poignant ending I think it's not a very um popular anime I have to say it doesn't have like a huge following. But if you give it a chance, give it a chance. In fact, I can play some really awesome uh, Kyo music. Do you want to just, just, it's a really cool uh, theme song. Let me just find it. Hold on. I'm just going through the bank. There's all these, uh, you know, from the Anime Alley episode. Oh, there we go. Here, check this out.
I don't know the words, but. At the part where the music really goes, imagine me dancing and with a sword. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My point being, um, when I set out to make Debbie and the Devil, or really, I have to go way back. When I set out to make my first short film, I was extremely fortunate with the people that I was able to connect with. Uh, shout out Aaron Godfrey and... Through Aaron Godford, I met other people. And in my, I've been very fortunate in my life with people uh, in terms, and, and the thing is my life is just my professional stuff. And my, my life is my creative life, let's just say. Um, what I make is very important to me. And, and I, I have enough awareness to know that it's not the most important thing in the world and it's not for everybody. But when I make things, they're very important to me. They're, they're, it's all I concentrate on and whatnot and stuff. And in making Debbie and the Devil, in devoting more than two years of my life to, to make Debbie and the Devil, really since 2014, um, I realized that for features, for feature-length films, like my second film, I'm approaching it the same way I made Debbie with, which is I'm going to make this no matter what, and, and by no matter what, I mean within reason. I'm not going to, I don't want anybody to die for a film or anything. But <clears throat> at 37, you, you realize that like, like when you first start fantasizing about making films when you're a kid, you think you have all this like unlimited, like I'm going to make this movie and then this movie and then this movie and then this movie. And then the truth of the matter is, you're working within your circumstances and stuff like that. Like, Making Debbie was hard, but I'm very, very proud of the film. And I would have died for the film. If I died during the making of it, I would have been happy. I'm not happy because it wouldn't have been finished, but it's it's one of those things. You just have to tell yourself, I'll die for this. Like, the second film that I'm going to make after Debbie, I will die. I, I don't want to die for it, but if I had to, I'm, I'm older now. I'm not this kid in his 20s. I, anything can happen uh, health-wise, and we're a heartbeat away from the, our fate, you know? Tomorrow is not promised to me. And so... Um, my point being, everything that I make has to kind of in some way be important to me. I, I admire jobber directors. I do. I don't look down on them. I admire a director that can just go in and just be like, okay, you know, this is, I'm doing a show or I'm doing a commercial or something like that. But that's not me. That's not what I do. Um, I do what I want to do. And I think part of hopefully what's interesting about what I want to do is is just that, that I'm just following my whims, I'm following, because I think the things that I'm interested in are interesting to other people. And so Debbie and the Devil is a few days away from being done. The final stuff with the music is being done, and on Monday, which is six days from now, we're sitting down with Noel, our sound mixer, and we're doing the final sound mix, and I'm done with this film. And within making this film, I really have made a, a family with April, with Silent Chris, and everybody involved. There's too many people to mention. And if you've been following our social media in the past week, you will have seen that we were pretty wild uh, last week in terms of just dropping things. We dropped a bunch of short films that are wild shorties, which are short films, 
produced by Wild 7, done by my daughter, Rocio, who I'm so proud of, and Chris, Silent Chris. April dropped Hollow Hour, which we spoke of briefly, but I have some follow-up questions I might want to ask her and stuff, which was an amazing short film, and I I was able to see it for the first time in its completion uh, just last week. So many things are going on, and it's all Wild 7, Wild 7, Wild 7. And the fact of the matter is I will die for Wild 7 if I have to. It's my life's mission. It's the thing that I want to leave behind and stuff like that. And so I just want to tell you that, yeah, there are some changes going on in Wild 7. Some have already been implemented. Some are in the process. But we're bigger now. It's not just me with this idea. And the fact of the matter is I have partners now. I have April and I have Silent Chris. And so any professional decision I make, I have to take them into consideration and stuff like that. And so it's a different game right now. And I'm not saying right now we're paramount, but you know, like we, we, we are finished with our film. And the fact of the matter is we're very, very, very proud of it, which brings me to another thing. I mean, Debbie and the devil is not the only thing that we're dropping. We are dropping, uh, I don't know when you're listening to this, but within a few days, we are going to be dropping uh, Mr. Red's Gruesome Stories. And Mr. Red's Gruesome Stories just came, I'll be honest with you, about a year ago, I did the first Debbie and the Devil comic book. I got this idea of like a sort of silly little, you know, idea for a Debbie comic book that we can use to promote the film. And mind you, at that time, we were not, we were still in post, you know, we were still doing our thing. And I made this comic book and then something happened where I just got to thinking of this, this, uh, this uh, lady that I, <laughs> that I've encountered, uh, you know, and, um, and I was just thinking of the lady and then, and then I just got this idea. It was like a, almost like a blast from heaven. Like it was just this idea for, uh, a short story in comic book form that was almost like a picture book and stuff. And so it just consumed me for two weeks. I went and made this with watercolors and this and that, and I wrote the story. And then I printed it out as a, as a comic book. And I showed my partner, who at that time was not my partner. Uh, we were just working very closely together. Uh, uh, Chris... He, he's not my life partner. You know what I mean? Like business partner. Uh, and, uh, and I showed him and then he got the idea of like, dude, you should do this as a show, Mr. Red's gruesome stories. And so Chris just went off and running. Like he, Chris, I call him the movie beast because from that he just went and shot an episode. Like he straight up within, I think two days, something crazy like that, or three, it was a three day shoot or a two day shoot or something. And I remember it was around the time of Christmas, right? It was a right before Christmas break. And he said, dude, I have an opportunity to do this. And I said, Chris, um, I, you have my support, but one of those shoot days I think falls on my vacation time. And I'm, I'm constantly avoiding exhaustion because I don't want to burn out. I want, I'm a marathon runner in this. I don't want to collapse. And so he respected me, but I went to the other shoot days and stuff and he shot it and it's, it's almost done and it's beautiful. And then April had an idea for, uh, a Mr. Red's Gruesome Stories, and she shot this thing called Newsflash. And, you know, I was there for the shooting of that. And really, in this past year, so many things have been happening. And, you know, when COVID hit, we all just retreated into our post, you know, duties because we all had stuff in the can that we had to cut together. So we were good. And so, 
it's just so many things are happening. And so we're getting ready to drop Mr. Red's gruesome stories. And honestly, of all these things that we're dropping, the thing that I can say about all of them is that my only hope is that you're just entertained by them. That's all we want to do. We just want to entertain you with stuff that we think is cool by our wacky wild stand seven standards. You know what I mean? And so um, I think that's pretty much the state of wild seven right now. I, it's a, every once in a while, I just kind of got to give an update about what's going on and what's going on with Debbie and pretty soon Debbie, I mean, just a few more days, man, Debbie's done. And I'm very proud of it. I'm very proud of the film. What can I say? It's, it's, uh, it's something else. And the thing is like, I just want to say another thing. I mean, I can understand if certain horror fans that are more like of the horror jock variety don't, dig it because they think maybe it's too goofy or something like that. But I don't know. I mean, I oscillate between is it too demented or is it not demented enough? And I fall somewhere in the middle. I think it's 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 just perfect. It's perfect, my girl. What can I say? Our baby is perfect. Debbie is a, is a perfect thing and she can do no wrong in my eyes. She's like Rocio, my other daughter. Okay, so let me find something neat to play before I pull uh, April in here because I have some questions about Hollow Hour. Hold on. So let's see. Let me see. What's in the bank? Let me just see something in the bank that uh, I can play that where there's no copyright issue. Um, you know what? Let's, uh, let's, uh, ah, okay. Uh, here, I'm going to leave you with some Tupac to keep you uh, company, okay? And we're going to bring in April to talk for some follow-up questions on Hollow Hour. Here you go. Don't, don't support the phonies. Support the real. You know what I mean? How can these people be talking about how they so real and they don't care about our communities? How can they be talking about what they all this, you know, the hood, blah, 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 blah. They don't care about our communities. You know what I mean? Listen to the words that people say in their lyrics and tell me if that's uh, real, I think it's if that's real to you. This one. You know what I mean? Listen Mine's to what they're saying. Don't just bob your head to the beat. Peep the game and listen to what I'm saying. Hold us accountable for it. Yeah. What Hello? You, yeah, you're on the right mic. Nice. Hey, hey April. Thanks for having me. Congratulations, kid. You did it with Hollow Hour. Aww. And then you did it again with this new uh, Mr. Red's Gruesome Stories. Just to fill you in. Yes. I've been telling the listener about the big changes at Wild 7. Yeah. And that we're a little bigger now. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And we're dropping a lot of stuff. Yes. And so. Exciting times. I just want to tell you. I just want to ask. Yeah. Last week, the social media was popping off like Rice Krispies. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, were you exhausted by the end of it? Yeah, last week was nuts. Yeah. You told them about Wild 7 Week? I didn't even begin. Oh, I, okay. I, I, I did right, hint right, right. at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, last week was an event. Uh, Chris, Nas, and I were at the office like from morning to night, and we just were launching several projects that we have going on, yeah. including like the gruesome stories, uh, my short film Hollow Hour. Uh, we dropped a teaser for Debbie and the Devil, which is like a first. Yeah. And uh, along with some podcasts and some shorties and blogs called Words from the Wild. So it was a, a big ass event, actually. <laughs> yeah. I was pooped. I was fucking tired. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was so exciting. It, it just, it's such a good time to be a part of Wild 7 right now because everything that we, we've been working on for the last few years has finally begun to come to fruition. Yeah. And as an artist and as a creator and as anybody that's working on anything long term, it is so rewarding to like see something that you worked on for so long finally 
seen by the public yeah, and yeah. by yourself. Yeah. It's like amazing. It's, I don't know. I'm just feeling so blessed and, and tired. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> tired. And this is not even close to being over either. Yeah. We're prepping for, um, I don't know if we can announce for our listeners, but yeah, we're going to AFM. Oh yeah. 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 No, yeah. I, I didn't even mention that. Yeah. I mean, there's, well, let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. the nitty gritty of, okay, you're out there. This is a partial Wild 7 film school thing. Yeah, you made your film. Okay. But then how are you going right, to sell it? Right, So explain yeah. to the listener what AFM even is. Yeah, American Film Market is a place where buyers and sellers go to exchange their goods, which yeah. is their, their films, their series. Um, yes, it's a marketplace. Yeah. It's like the business event within our industry, yeah. like the, the event. It's like the wet market of cinema. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be all online this year. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, like I, I remember hearing about AFM, like when I was younger and I thought, yeah, I'll go one day, Yeah. but I didn't think it was possible. It's, it's pretty pricey and just, I mean, I didn't know when we would have anything to, to sell. Yeah. But yeah. look at us now. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, very excited. I don't want to speak too soon about anything, but we just have a very optimistic and good feeling about yeah. everything. So we'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. yeah, we're really excited about it. And I have to say something just to the listener. Don't be annoyed when times are good for us because because I, because times are so bad for everybody right now. It's, <laughs> it's not a fun time to be in the world right yeah. now. Just know that we're always exhausted. Yeah. Like we're always tired. And with, with every positive thing, there's like a million little negative things that are going on. Exactly. But I think the positive things always outweigh the negative things, which yeah. is, you know, yeah, that's just how it is. But yeah. We're always putting out fires and dealing with things and not being able, you know, we don't sleep. Like <laughs> my friend, uh, I was just texting one of my friends and we we're talking about just like how we're feeling, whatever. And, um, she's like, yeah, I'm going to get some rest today. Cause you know, I haven't been feeling great. And her and my sister called me like this f super freak because I never sleep and stuff. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, yeah. I don't know how you do it. You're always just going. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, it's crazy. Cause like, I kind of am, you kind of are. Yeah. I think, you know, Chris is definitely that way. Like we don't really sleep. Like we, we only think about what we need to do. Yeah. 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 You, you have to be that way. You have to be super hyper-focused yeah. if it's you like, want to get it done. Yeah. We don't sleep. We just do body shutdowns. That Literally. lasts like five hours, maybe. Isn't it, seriously, like <laughs> even when I sleep, I don't feel like that well rested. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I just, I literally go home, I go and I get to bed, I sleep, you know, I turn off my brain, <laughs> and I come right back to work. Yeah. And like, you know, we don't live real close to the office. I mean, and I'm commuting from like an hour away. Yeah. So it's like, it's a constant thing, but I love it. Like I wouldn't really, I wouldn't give this up. Yeah, I mean, we're blessed. And I, I even said to the to the listener, like all these things that we're dropping, we just want you to be entertained by them and, and, yeah, and yeah. enjoy them. It's you all know? for like, everybody. Like it's, it's such an awesome feeling. Cause like, yeah, the movies that we make are for a very sp special audience. And yeah. we hope that that special audience like loves it and resonates with it and is entertained by it. Or, yeah. you know, thinks it's funny, thinks it's scary, thinks yeah, it's yeah. cool, like whatever. But it's all for them. Yeah. Yeah. And I also have to say, just for the listener, for our, uh, you know, uh, very faithful listeners, we're moving the RSS feed to wild7studios.com. Yeah. It's 
right now on nasred.com, which is like my own little website yeah. and stuff. But right now, dude, so many things are going on at wild7studios.com. It's ridiculous. Yes, yeah. Wild 7 Week has been awesome and it's just launched like who we are. You know, it's our way of telling everybody that we're here. Our yeah. spaceship has literally landed in LA, yeah. even though we've been here, but <laughs> officially we're we're here and we're here to tell everybody yeah. like what we've been working on. It's like this, it's, it's, a, it's a whole ass operation, like... Yeah. And we have so many awesome contributors. Like, shout out to everybody that's been helping. Too Wild many Seven. to mention. Like, I like, mean, like, Charlie, uh, Rocio, Bobby, Alex Rogers, yeah. Ashley, Victoria, Alexa, like the Nightshade, yeah. Nodder. Like, so many people have contributed. Kelsey. It's insane. Shout out. Yeah. yeah. And it, everyone else that we didn't mention. But, like, it's just, like, we could not do this without our yeah. team. Wild Seven Week was, like, imagine there's a party, right? And the guests are... The Warner Brothers and Mr. <laughs> Universal and uh, Madame Miramax. Oh, wait, no, sorry, she's dead. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, and other people. And then they're like, did you hear? Wild 7 is coming. And then we come in like a circus clowns and everything, and, you know, like the nightshade girls. And With stuff. like three heads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's been nuts. I remember like Friday. Friday was, okay, Chris, somebody. No, mm -hmm. actually not Chris, somebody. Gave me a, bu a bag of edibles, right? And so I drove home. <laughs> and then when I parked, I just ate all of them. Oh, my gosh. And that's insane. <laughs> yeah. And then I found out that they were a very high dosage. And then I was watching wrestling. And then somehow I melted into my bed. Yes. Like, it was just, I was just so tired. I mean, <laughs> it, it's a, it, it, the thing is, like, I hope to not, like, get overtly cranky about things. Yeah. But, I mean, dude. <laughs> sometimes it, it, it's i mean if you know like we work listener yeah. in downtown los angeles it's can be a pretty gnarly environment it really is yeah. and and the thing is i want to preface that by saying when i say gnarly some sometimes when someone says oh downtown is so awful you can tell they're racist and they're they're just they just don't like but the thing is i've seen people of all shapes and colors that are gnarly in, yeah, in downtown yeah, yeah. it's not a race thing at all like no, it's no. it's just i mean the other day i was walking and there was a needle on the ground it's that kind of place yeah yeah you yeah, know? yeah and so it does affect your mood a little bit absolutely <laughs> yeah. you don't really notice it until you're just in a different state of mind you're like oh shit like this really is affecting my mood yeah 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 but whatever i mean i love our headquarters and yeah we're so blessed to even be here in los angeles and yeah. i wouldn't change it yeah you know? and we have lots of yeah. snacks <laughs> it's like it is like having a spaceship because it is above the craziness yeah and, and you know five five flights up maybe. yeah five flights up and around 11 30 a man outside just yells fuck you all the time it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like always repetitive uh, it's a great place but what are we gonna but do yeah. this is this is our home i'm so excited april i have some yes. follow-up questions yeah. for hollow hour yes okay now yes. for those of you that are listening do yourselves a favor and check out hollow hour on wild7studios.com yeah. right yeah yeah okay yeah. cool check it out and then come back here or if you have seen it you're so lucky i was first of all Congratulations. Thank I was so much. amazed. I was, I was, I hadn't seen very, I saw nothing of it in, right, the, in the making right. of it. I know Wild 7 is attached to it, but, yeah, but yeah. I, I'm a very laissez-faire direct producer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not an April producer that actually produces. I'm, <laughs> I'm more of, you know, the other variety that we've met actually. Um, you know, um, first question, mm -hmm. how much of the structure did you find 
in the editing room or how much of it were, you know what I mean? How much mm -hmm. of it was changed from the script to, you know? Yeah. That's a good question. Um, well, it's, I feel like, yeah, the end product of like what you see in the film is pretty different from the original script, like yeah. the original, original. And I think, you know, through like casting and rehearsing, you know, you kind of change up the dialogue quite a bit. And then, um, you know, I, I mentioned to you earlier that, uh, there was some improv going on as well. Yeah. And so that kind of made its way into the film. And so by the end of it, we have some improv scenes. I've also had some, I have some deleted scenes. Mm. So, you know, I shortened it quite a bit and also working with my awesome editors. Um, they were able to help me cut out those things that I, I really wanted to hold on to, but I knew, I knew it didn't really contribute to the film or just made it longer for no reason. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, the people really helped, like the people involved really helped shape what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, about the shooting. Mm -hmm. Now explain what the hollow hour even is. Yeah. 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 Hollow hour is 4am. Right. Um, I don't remember if I mentioned this in the last podcast. I don't think we really talked about yeah, it. Yeah. We? we didn't get into it. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. So, um, I discovered this hollow hour by watching this Ted talk about four o'clock in the morning. Right. This guy was talking about it and he talks about it in a way that I guess he related it to a, pl a place, not just a time. Mm -hmm. And he mentioned that like a lot of people never really experience this time in this yeah. place called 4 a.m. Mm -hmm. And it feels like a very hollow hour because, you know, if you think about it, we don't really stay awake till 4 a.m. Most of us or go to sleep at that time. So like a lot of people don't experience what it feels like at that time. Mm -hmm. So it's really rare. It's kind of like watching a sunset. I think like I, I don't wake up like that early all the time. So like when you see a sunset, it's so beautiful and you're like, oh, I love this place. I love this time. And so it's the same thing with this hour. It's very lonely. Like, you know, no one really, no one's messaging you. No one's calling you. You're not getting any emails. It's completely quiet. And there's many people are asleep. So it's, it feels very lonely. Mm -hmm. And so um, I thought that was a really interesting thing. And um, so I, I, I don't know, for some reason it stuck with me. I was like, oh, cool. Like this, this time is also like a place and it, I don't know, to me, it represents like this place where someone can really learn a lot about themselves. Um, and they also called it the hour between night and day, mm -hmm. which I thought was cool. So yeah. it represents this change, oh, this little shift. Yeah. So this one hour, it could be, it could be night, it could be morning, whatever you want it to be. Mm. But it kind of represents this little like tunnel, like a little bridge. And so I thought I could like write a script about it. Yeah. And so that's what I did. And so um, I just, I was writing it for like a few months and it evolved and whatnot. But yeah, so that's what hollow hour is. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And so within the film, it's a place where my main, main character gets to, um, you know, she gets visited by her dead sister mm. and um, her sister allows her to uh, like learn these things about herself that she maybe left in her subconscious or she pretty much guides her to, figure out like what she needs to do next. Yeah, yeah. And you shot it during the actual hollow hour? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't personally shoot it, but yeah, yeah we shot it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chris was my DP. Um, but yeah, we filmed from, I think like 3 p.m., 4 p.m. to about four in the morning, five in the morning. Yeah, Most wow. days. So we were filming during the hollow hour. That's yeah. crazy. So it was really like late at night, but I, I love that though. I, I feel like you have to incorporate the hour that you're shooting. Yeah, about, yeah, yeah. You know, how many, yeah. how many days? Uh, I was three, three days, three nights. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. So then by the end of it, were you just completely dead? dead. Yeah, yeah. It was like, it was so exhausting because especially because your sleep schedule is so off and you're shooting super late at night. 
And so it was like, yeah, three, three, like 12 to 14 hour days. Nice. And I was pooped. Like I remember the, the second night I, I had to send out a call sheet after we, cause it's, it's nonstop work. You know, after we wrap, I had to send out the call sheet and, you know, and yeah. I, I couldn't even like, my brain couldn't even function. I couldn't even like write an email. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, I was like on the verge of tears. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like one more day until, you know, our last day. Oh. And it was, it was nuts. Like it was such a fun experience though. May I ask? Yeah. Your feeling after hollow hour versus your feeling after Gore Garage 6. Yes. <sighs> Which one was more? You mean like after like finishing or yeah, yeah, after like, like, like shooting? For instance, I remember mm -hmm. you guys have always been so wonderful yeah, handling yeah, yeah, yeah. my sensitive self. <laughs> but I remember the, the day we wrapped or garage mm -hmm. or the morning after yeah, yeah i just slept yeah and then even my mom when i came downstairs everybody was gone and she yeah. was like yeah they said let him sleep or you, you <laughs> know like but how yeah were you as as exhausted after hollow hour oh yeah, yeah. but it's funny okay let me tell you about <laughs> after we wrapped we were everybody was it was fucking exhausted yeah and we wrapped probably close to five in the morning but everybody that we work with are also like people we just like genuinely love yeah, yeah. we've worked with before or they're new but like it felt like a family it felt kind of like a summer camp very similar to yeah. the gore garage crew and um <laughs> after we wrapped you know everyone gets so excited and then victoria busts out like a i think it was like a bouquet of flowers and she makes a speech and then um people start taking shots uh, our gaffer hooked up a, a disco ball on like a c-stand and it just turned into a party <laughs> and it was hilarious because everyone's like, Oh, I'm so tired. Yeah. But then it's like, they just bust out the alcohol and everyone starts to party. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, it was really fun. You know, we all had like these heart to heart moments, just like reflecting and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah, just yeah. like partying. I love that we work so hard, but we also party really yeah. hard. You know, I can explain that to the listener <laughs> that maybe hasn't been on like, especially an indie set. Yeah. There's this thing where, during the day or like towards the end of it, especially you're, you're exhausted. You're like, I'm tired. I want to go home. I'm yeah. done with this. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you're working with like a tightly knit group of people, like the way we work, you, w the second you yell cut and it's all done. When someone says it's a wrap. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Your energy goes back up. Yeah. And you get into this weird party mode. Yeah. And you start <laughs> drinking. And like, you know, I don't drink, but I start smoking weed. Yeah. And like, oh, you know, like, sorry. oh, you hit the mic. <laughs> 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 April just, just hit the mic with her, with her face. <laughs> like, My bad. Yeah, yeah. Are you okay? Yeah, no, I'm yeah. good. I'm oh, good. Okay. <laughs> They're very powerful mics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Powerful tooth. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, so the party, how was the party? It was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> we stayed up real late or early, whatever. And just talked and, you know, I think everyone just likes to reflect on the film and just celebrate and, and just like wind down. And it was really nice to see the sun come up and, yeah. cause again, it's like, it's a really beautiful moment, like seeing the sunrise Yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. so representative of everything that, you know, we're yeah. shooting. So it's like, it's great. And, um, so I didn't, I didn't really drink. I think I probably had like one drink or something, but I had to, and then I slept it off for like a couple hours. I had to then take a few of my actors back to LA because uh -huh. we shot in the Inland Empire. So I had to drive all the way to LA. So I didn't really get to sleep like after. And I believe we had to return some gear. So that's always a shitty part about working on an indie set when you're the director, producer, writer, whatever. Yeah. You got to take all the gear back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so that was not fun. Yeah. So it's, but then I think after like, I don't know, a day or 
to I finally got to rest. Yeah. But I have to say on Debbie, I learned how to not feel bad when other people take the gear back. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, I mean on on any other set, you know, you'd have like your first AC or someone else another producer take it back. Yeah. But yeah, usually like we're the ones handling the gear or the DP or someone, but um and it's funny because on Newsflash, my episode of Gruesome Stories, I um it's fucking crazy busy. We shot at my then house. I think it was also three days. Yeah. The next day, I I had a, a gig. Oh, jeez. And I said yes, because I was like, I need the money. Oh, I you remember know? this, yeah. So it was like a four-day gig. So yeah. immediately after, like, I didn't really get to rest. But I was like, damn, who's going to take all the gear back? Yeah. So luckily, like, Chris, my producer, he he took it all back for me and stuff. And yeah, yeah. It was insane, though. And then, you know, after four days of working, then I think I had to move out of my house that next day. Oh, jeez. So it was insane. I had to really call upon favors, which I don't like to do. But I think I've learned I have to. Yeah. If I want to get anything done in life, I need to delegate and ask for favors. Yeah. People are always telling me, like, if you need anything, let me know. Like, let us know we're here. So it's like, I mean, yeah. you just have to call upon it because yeah, you yeah. really need it. Yeah. May I ask, what can you say about Newsflash? Yeah. Um, I don't Which is a, yeah. a Mr. Red's gruesome story. Yes. I mean, so this is my episode of Gruesome Story. So it's my first time directing, I guess, an episode for for TV streaming, new media. Um, so I went from directing a short film, which was like, I guess, about 12, 13 minutes to a TV episode, which is about 20 something plus, mm -hmm. almost almost 30 minutes yeah. with everything included. So it was kind of like a next step because I I will be directing a feature in the future, but um, I think that this, the episode is a great kind of like stepping stone for for that. Yeah. Um, and it's also, it's a horror, it's a horror film about my deepest fears of environmental damage and just capitalism and just all the crazy shit, like ap apocalyptic shit that's going on in the world. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's so appropriate because we filmed this in January. Do you remember the beginning of this year? Y yeah. Before, pre-COVID? Yeah, yeah. It was like, it, everybody would like, we're all. 2020 is going to be such a good year. <laughs> we were just on a roll. Like we filmed Chris's episode, I think the beginning of January, like yeah. right away. Or, I remember it, it or was, some of it was in December. Cause I remember one of them I didn't go because, <laughs> because we're nuts. We always love to film during the holidays. Yeah. And we're like wondering why no one's available. Yeah. We're like, Oh and yeah, I even, it's a I, fucking holiday. Yeah. <laughs> I even told the listener that like I said to Chris, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. no, for sure. Yeah. I mean, Nas, I think, you know, we value that and we look up to you in that way because we sometimes sacrifice our own health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to get I feel shit done. I, I used to be like that. Like, but, but we're but, learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you take guys more are totally time healthy. Off. Yeah. We're de definitely doing better now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have a group health here. That's, yeah, that's mental health above all, right? Hell yeah, yeah. But um, was I saying? Fuck. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> totally <laughs> lost my train of thought. Yeah, oh, no, the beginning of oh, the year. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, so we were on a roll. That was like December to January. but And then we shot Newsflash, which was, I think, the end of January? Mm -hmm. Sometime or mid, mid to end yeah. January. And I remember because actually I don't remember the exact date, but the third day of shooting, our final day of shooting, we found out some really, really fucking horrible news. And that was Kobe's Kobe, death. Yeah, I remember. And yeah. I remember the moment too. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It was really, really sad. And you can, you felt, you felt the sadness. Like you felt like, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but 
a lot of people on set were just like, damn, I got to take a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I remember that was that day. Yeah. And ever since that day, everything's gone, kind of gone downhill for <laughs> In the, the world. world. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's been weird. Right. And then because a month later, lockdown happens or starts to happen. I was on a, on, on a TV show, actually, for like a couple months after that. And then we had to kind of like halt production because of everything that was going on. And then everything just kind of went to shit. Yeah. But, um... Hey. Those man, and Police it was surprise. it was really shitty because we couldn't come to the office and stuff, and I was just like, and of course everything else. I mean, it's just awful all yeah. around. But but yeah, and then things got a little bit better for us just because we like to be optimists and just you know, yeah, we had time to work on our projects. Yeah, yeah. But also, if if we, you know, mm-hmm. with what we're doing, we just again like we just want to entertain people. That's it, you know. Like, yeah. and so it's like. Yeah, the, the universe helps us out with that, <laughs> you know, because it's a noble purpose and, <laughs> and make some money. <laughs> That's the goal. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, we know that. I mean, there's way more noble careers, <laughs> but I really do think that where would we be without entertainment? Nowhere. We'd People all be need dead. that. Yeah. And there's a huge demand for it. And you know, my episode for gruesome stories is very appropriate for the times. I think. Yeah. So yeah. I do I, think, and so is Debbie and the Devil, and and everything else that we're working on. I feel like is very. Very perfect timing, I guess. Appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah I'm excited I think for listeners to, or yeah. audiences to see it. And I, I don't walk around thinking all other films are irrelevant, but I do. But you do. Yeah. I was, yeah, say. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait yeah, a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say two things. Yeah. One, when we shot Chris's, I believe I was patient zero for coronavirus because i was really sick do you uh, remember don't, that don't tell it yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry 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 no i'm kidding yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're but, like oh fuck hey like <laughs> yeah no wonder i got it yeah but i was like really sick and this was like before we COVID. didn't know exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah we didn't know like it, we even had yeah. yeah but your shoot um for newsflash mm-hmm. was one of the funnest because mm-hmm. when when the pressure is not on me it's fun being on set yeah because it's like you're it's a hang it's like it you're is, hanging yeah. out with fun people yeah. and so even like with gore garage i feel like it was really busy and there was a lot of like obstacles, but I think that everybody was such a professional that like we all know, like knew what we had to do. Yeah. But I don't know. It's definitely a different uh, pressure being like a director. Yeah, on set. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, when you're a director, the weight of the world is on your shoulders. Yeah. And yeah. you have to be prepared to answer every Everything, yeah. question there is. Yeah. And then just like that creative muscle in your, in your you know, your brain or whatever is yeah. constantly at yeah. work. And it's like, yeah. And that's why I ask because like, not to even suggest that you producing uh, Gore Garage mm-hmm. was any less intensive mm-hmm. and questions and this and that. You're just getting it at a different level, even yeah. higher level, because Definitely. you're dealing. But with I will say it was. I feel like it was funner for me to to produce Gore Garage, Gore Garage than yeah. it was directing Hollow Hour. Yeah, it's a different feeling. I think like directing Hollow Hour was more rewarding in a sense that like that's my baby yeah, yeah, yeah. and it came completely from like my head and I got to see it, you know, um, as a product, but it's just a different, I don't know. I feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself and I was like directing and producing. So I didn't have a, I had, a, I had a first AD that basically was my producer, which yeah. shout out to Evelyn because she's amazing. And oh, she was, she, <laughs> yeah, she's the best. I mean, she, she showed up at my house like while I was sleeping and she'd help me kind of get ready for the day and, you yeah. know, anything Can, I needed. She'd f- help me, like, she'd make me breakfast. Like, uh, she's the best. Can I shout out Evelyn? I met her once. Yeah. She's cool. <laughs> shout out Evelyn. <laughs> there. Yeah. Evelyn Preciado. Yeah. yeah. Cool person. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, she was amazing. I couldn't have done it without her. And and then Chris and Charlie were, how, like, 
helping me with the story and just like anything I needed. And so I had definitely had a good team that would help me, like whether it be just eat, yeah, get up, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> send yeah. out my emails, <laughs> yeah, and just like get ready for the day. But it definitely helps having like a a producer and an AD and um, just kind of focusing on the creative. Because I yeah. think at that point I was really drained. Yeah, yeah I it's feel like you. when you're doing everything, you, you you're mentally so drained, and it, um, and just def- not proper. S- not getting proper sleep also affects your production. Yeah, right? yeah, I think yeah. I've learned that a yeah, lot. Yeah. I learned that too. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely no. more important to be well rested than it is to be 100% prepared. Yeah. If that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. I feel like there's always something I could be more prepared with, but it's like, no, just go to sleep. Yeah. 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 Because you, if you trust yourself, you're like, I can make these decisions like on, on the day of. Yeah. Final question. Yeah. We're at the end of the road mm-hmm. pretty much with Debbie. You are the Dorothy to the Wizard of Oz. Of, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Toto. <laughs> you know, Chris is the Tin Man. <laughs> you, know. you have to be Toto. <laughs> yeah, I want to be a dog. No, you got to be the lion. I'm the lion. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, who's Scarecrow? Oh, I know. I'm just not going to say. But <laughs> no, I'm Mario. We'll give it the, that to Mario. Um, the, our sound guy. Um, how do you feel? I feel, I feel good. We're not there yet, so, like, I don't like to jinx anything. Yeah. I will celebrate when we have it done. Yeah. And we have it presented at, presented at AFM. Yeah. But I will say that I'm, I'm, so, I'm so genuinely excited and proud yeah. of you I'll and think. me yeah, and Chris. I am really proud of all of us, and I, it's been a fucking long journey. Yeah. And every day I feel like, you know, we, we come in here... We get to work. We do one little thing, two little things, three little things, and it's like you don't see, you don't see anything, right? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like planting seeds or watering a plant. Yeah. But we're finally starting to see this little yeah, flower, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's beautiful, and I yeah. cannot wait for the world to see it. Yeah, and I will. That's beautiful. Same. I second everything that yes, you just said, yeah. and I will leave it at this, uh, listener friend. If you're listen, if you're listening, that means you're some sort of a appreciator of us. And if you watch our content, I just want you to know, I love you, and that's it. And one time, I was driving with an old roommate, and I sang a song, but the song just kept going in the same way. And he got so upset that he said, "I'm gonna move out, and I hate you." <laughs> and the song went, "I love you, I love you, I love you." I love you. And then it was just that, those two parts. Did you write that? I did. I knew it. (laughs) Yeah, 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 I did. And he got so mad. He's this Brazilian guy who's funny. He was like, Nas, you know, sometimes it's not funny. And then you stop saying that. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry. I think he's uncomfortable with love. Yeah, 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 he is. He is. No, but he loves me, man. He's a good guy. He's uh, Anyway, that's it. That's it. Yes. So that was, that's the, you know. Those are the structural changes of Wild 7. April is Queen Mendoza at Wild 7. <laughs> silent Chris is the silent man. Always, always, We're always begging him to talk, but he never does. <laughs> he will one day. Yeah, he will one day. And um, you can follow April at... Yeah, uh, follow me on Instagram at April Mendoza with two A's at the end. And you can also follow Nightshade Collective at Nightshade Collective on Instagram. Awesome. And go to wild7studios.com 
to really just get massive entertainment. And also, we have a little thing that we do, Words from the Wild. Yeah. Where we do uh, recommendations. Yeah, we and other things. Yes. Yeah. In fact, wait, tell me about Words of the Wild, April. Words from the Wild, right? Because I'm going to pull one up. Oh, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, I dare you. Yeah. <laughs> he makes fun of the way I write. Well, no, you know what's funny? <laughs> no, no, mine is the worst of that well, sort of... Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. So we have this segment, Words from the Wild, which is essentially just... Words from t- uh, team members from Wild 7. And so one of the segments that we have is called uh, Wild 7 Video Store. And then we have these staff picks. And so, like, you know, Bobby Moss might uh, write a recommendation or Alex Rogers or myself, Nas, Chris, Nightshade Collective, and so, um, and Rocio. And we recommend some of our favorite movies. And right now we're doing horror films because it is spooky season and it's almost Halloween. So if you need some horror gems, you need to go look. I got yeah. disconnected from the Aww. Wi-Fi. Ha. Oh, well, yeah. It was meant to be. No. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I no, yeah, my, my latest recommendation was um, Climax, Gaspar Noe's Climax. Oh. And so it's like this drug horror film. What's her Wi-Fi? A drug trip gone bad. Um, I'm not going to say it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Someone might be nearby and hug <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're but right. it is Wild 7 Studios. Hold on. You know what? <laughs> I'm just going to pull it up on my computer. Okay. I got I to yeah. show how cool it is. Okay, yeah. Okay. No, please, please check it out. We have um, several horror film recommendations and uh, lists like the trailer, what it's about and why we think it's cool. Okay. So we'll do mine first because mine is pretty, like the wording is so lame. <laughs> and you'll like, see the difference in the in the tone of every yeah, article. Okay, okay. <laughs> Hello, okay, I won't do the intro, but okay. okay. The, the film that I recommended was Matango, uh, directed by the master Ishiro Honda. Also known as... Uh, also known as Attack of the Mushroom People. Thank you, Abe. I love that title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good one. It's, you know. Um, so here's mine. So here's a fun one. These folks, like really bougie people, are on this boat and they get shipwrecked on this island or something and they stumble upon this big... Well, actually, no, mine isn't that bad. Because I use a sort of... Yours isn't bad either, but can I read one? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Please let's, do. Let's, uh, let's you see. just make it sound bad because you read it like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're right. <laughs> you're right. I'm bad. Okay, okay, okay hold on. Cl- should I do Climax or Knife Heart? Knife plus Heart. Either knife one. Knife plus Heart. Okay, cool. All right. This Jallo-inspired murder mystery film takes place in Paris during the 70s. It falls like no, you know what? I'm I'm just I'm just being mean. <laughs> no, it's good. It's not. In fact, no, no. I'm I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it just regular. Okay. This Jallo inspired murder mystery takes place in Paris during the 70s. It follows a gay porn director played by Vanessa Paradis, who makes a horror film all whilst murders take place all around her and her loved ones. This vibrant, shocking, and beautifully queer film features a killer score by M83. You know what, April? Yours is way cooler than mine. <laughs> mine was stupid, and I was just trying to be like hip. I guess you know <laughs> no but i love that we all have our own voices and whatnot yeah yeah i love and, it and that's what wild seven is about but it's okay i'm used to not making fun of me it's a bunch and of, then I make fun of him <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 that's how it is that's how we roll yeah that's how we roll at wild sometimes seven sometimes we fight and that's yeah. okay <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah oh yeah <laughs> especially recently i feel like we've all just had so much tension yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. lack of sleep yeah. and it's been i remember it's been funny yeah i remember <laughs> like a few weeks ago I even said it while we were having a heated discussion. I was like, wow, this is a heated discussion. I kind of dig it. Like, yeah, it's like, because you know, it doesn't happen very often. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, wow, well, 
it's cool to know that you can handle it that with someone, you know. Yeah. We're truly blessed. What can I say? And and hopefully again, yeah. I just want people out there that aren't us yeah. to be entertained yes. by us. Yes. And that's it. And pay money when they need to yes. for, for our things and stuff like that and stuff. Yeah. And we'll have free stuff here and there. Yes. But and us. Yeah. Real quick. How do you feel about Debbie? We're almost done. I feel great. I Almost feel amazing. Done. Almost. We're at the rocky lower mountain of the journey. Shoot a movie, not a person. God damn it. All right. Sorry. There we go. Okay. Boom. Bye.